Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Denver, Colorado, it's time for Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Now, here are your hosts. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Franchise Bible Coach Radio podcast with Rick and Rob. I'm Rick Grossman, and I'll be your co-host today with my partner in crime over there, Rob Ganley. And uh, I'll introduce him in just a moment, and uh, he'll go right into the initial questions we have. But we have a very special guest today, folks, uh, Adam Pavlitz from Anago Cleaning. And they have an amazing franchise system. Um, I actually interviewed Adam uh, probably over a, year, over a year and a half ago, I think it was, wasn't it, Adam? Uh, at least. It was right after uh, Hurricane Irma. Yeah, maybe two years. Yeah, but uh, I had the pleasure of meeting you back then and learning about your awesome uh, company. And uh, now we meet again to uh, discuss how to get through uh, the crazy times we're facing here. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce uh, my co-host, Rob Ganley, and he's going to get right into the questions and so we can learn more uh, from Adam today. Hey, Rob. Hey, hello, everybody. And, and hi, Adam. I appreciate you being on the uh, interview with us today. And uh, we're excited to hear from you because we know that, uh, as we talked about a little earlier, um, your industry is certainly being affected in a very interesting way uh, to the latest and greatest what's going on in our world. Um, and so I wanted to kind of dive in. But before we get into the specifics of today, maybe you could uh, share a little bit about your brand, a little bit of how, yourself and how you became president and CEO of Anago uh, Cleaning uh, and, and go from there. Sure, sure. So um, kind of a quick overview. Uh, Anago Cleaning Systems is a now 31-year-old uh, three-tier commercial cleaning franchising company. Uh, the easiest way to explain the business is if you were to imagine that um, the commercial cleaning industry really actually has two, uh, two functions in their business, right? There's the daytime aspect, the, the client sales, the customer service throughout the daytime, the, the invoicing and collections. And then it also has the nighttime aspects, right? So actually servicing the buildings, understanding the, and using the equipment and the chemicals, recruiting employees to, to help, uh, you know, clean multiple buildings. And so what our model actually does is um, I, I'm at the corporate office, if you will, and we sell the master franchise opportunity. The master does the, the proverbial daytime aspects. And then the master in their region sells uh, the unit franchises and they handle the nighttime aspects. So it's kind of a simple way to think of cleaning rather than in, in terms of job functions, but as in kind of time of day. Um, I've been with Anago now for uh, 11 years, going on 11 years. Um, my background is I was actually a finance guy. I was a IBM corporate finance person for a little while and had one of those aha moments when, when you find out that, you know, things for IBM, uh, you know, in the hundred thousand multiple hundred thousand dollar range end up being, you know, proverbial rounding error, uh, <laughs> when they're, when they're forecasting their budgets. Mm -hmm. Um, don't, don't get me wrong. Great company. I got nothing negative to say about them, but, you just, you go, you know, you know, rounding error for several hundred thousand dollars uh, when I'm, when I was working on a budget, God, back in 08. Um, 
something clicked in me and I go, you know, great company. I could get the proverbial gold watch and, and, and have a great pension from here, but it wasn't a place I was ever going to make an impact. Um, I think I was one of 200,000 plus employees or something at the time. And so my, uh, my father reached out to me. It was around the holidays and said, Hey, I think you got to check this franchise thing out. I got going on. And about six months later, uh, the rest is history. And, and actually started, started, Rick knows this. I started, he started me out. He goes, congratulations. You left your highfalutin finance job. And, and your first job at Anago is you're going to be a telemarketer by day and a franchisee's assistant at night cleaning a daycare. (laughs) And so it was very, very humbling, very, um, very useful. It was, I mean, it was at the time it was a pain. I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it, 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 it definitely gave me a ton of perspective on, what a lot of, you know, a lot of folks looking to own their own business are going through and, and dealing with and the hours that, that come with it. So good experience. Um, but, but, uh, so now what is it? 11 years later, I'm, I've, uh, I, I guess they get, I guess I get to make a few decisions around here. They finally trust me. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, you don't have so to clean the uh, daycare anymore. Do you? <laughs> no, that's what it not, takes. Not right anymore. Now. Yeah. Hey, but you know what? Exactly. Not afraid to. I have an 18 month old now. And so she's uh, an 18 month old with opinions, mind you. She has opinions now. Um, And so I'm, and so I'm, I'm, I'm somehow diving back into that aspect of the world again, (laughs) but, but this time maybe a little bit more, you know, more willingly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, that, thank you for sharing that real quick. I'll just chime in and say, you know, I totally resonate with what you said. Uh, I started in the franchise industry in the early 2000s, and I was in corporate America in the technology industry, in the internet side of things, and IBM was a key player in everything we did, right? (laughs) The hardware, the software, different things. But um, I was in that world and and totally understand the feeling that you had, that, that just wanted to make an impact, and I found my way to franchising that way as well. Um, but again, it is, it is a different world comparing it to the big corporate world. So yeah, that I can tell oh, you. Yeah. It's, great. it's different. Yeah. And Adam, um, how many units do you guys have now? Uh, now we are over 1700 units and 43 master franchises across the U.S. and Canada. Nice. Nice. Well, as we move into the next question, I'll kind of two-part it for you since we, we talked about your franchise growth too. But, you know, we're in the middle of the fight for your franchise challenge. And basically that was an initiative that we came up with to try to help our franchisors and franchise owners across the, the globe uh, get through this time and just our way of giving back to the industry that we love. And, and we're kind of at the second half of that, that, uh, that program, and we're talking to industry leaders like yourselves. We're looking for gold nuggets. We're looking for things that we can share with, with franchisors and franchisees that are struggling out there or ones that are innovating or uh, folks just to kind of help them get up and, and keep going. So when you guys look at the last couple of months in your business, how has COVID-19 shaped your your new normal. Uh, how is it? How have you adapted your business model for on the customer side? And then I'll ask you about the franchise side too. But let's start with the customer side. Sure. So, so I mean, obviously, big picture, this thing was was nothing anybody expected. You know, to 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 have something shut down a global economy is is not anything anybody 
you know, went into 2020 thinking was even the remotest of possibilities. So, right. um, you know, t- taken aback, shocked by it, um, you know, absolutely. Um, we, you know, and, and, and obviously anyone who is personally affected with, you know, by it or, 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 you know, tangentially by it, you know, as an essential worker or healthcare worker, we obviously appreciate anybody um, and, and who's, who's, who's helping out and doing their share on that. But for our business, um, there was definitely an initial pullback. Um, we had a lot of customers saying, look, we're, we're being told we have to close uh, for, you know, state or county mandated closures. And so, you know, we're going to be putting your services on pause. And so there was definitely a, a good size pullback that we experienced at Anago um, during, call it late March and, and through April. Um, but coming out of it, um, you know, we saw, we saw for commercial cleaning, at least uh, a, a huge opportunity because as we return to the new normal, the, what we're seeing is the paradigm has shifted. The, 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 how about this? It used to be in, at the beginning of the year, I actually read a study from building service contractors association international that said, what is the number one they they surveyed they surveyed a bunch of companies and said what do you feel about your cleaning company and what what are, what are your goals and the number one thing that was responded to was we'd like to minimize our budget on what what we spend on commercial cleaning coming out of of this covid you know situation instead of being you know an item to minimize or or a budget item to get the cheapest one of suddenly customers are coming to us as as infection prevention experts and saying how do I make sure my employees are safe? How do I make sure my employees or my, my guests or my customers or whatever it may be are comfortable coming back? Because the new normal, um, you know, is, is a much cleaner place, frankly, uh, j- just to continue stopping the spread of this or, or let's be real. I mean, that, you know, there's been one of these types of diseases that, you know, has, has affected us every few years and, you know, Lord knows what's out there. Um, and so we, we had to get very good and very versed, um, at disinfection very quickly. And so we actually went ahead and we, we put together our best and brightest. We actually put together in a complete procedural manual, uh, and program that we can use, use to certify our franchisees in disinfection procedures, totally different from cleaning, right? You have to educate people the difference between cleaning and disinfection. Cleaning is just removing dirt and oil um, and soil, uh, whereas disinfection, actually you have to clean first, and then once you've cleaned, then you're able to spray a chemical disinfectant that has a certain dwell time, that has a, that's rated for certain uh, viruses and bacteria that it can kill. Um, and so these, these are add-on processes and done incorrectly, you might have the squeakiest clean germs still left on your desk <laughs> because you didn't kill anything. Um, so, so to be able to make sure our franchise owners knew how this worked, get them the best equipment and, and procedures, certify them so that when you're going to a customer, um, you're able to say, look, we, you know, we've, we've, we've undergone training. We had to take a test. We're not just walk, walking in here with, uh, you know, a proverbial, you know, rags and buckets and mops to, to and saying, oh yeah, we're disinfecting. We're, we're really doing what we're saying. Wow. Well, that's got to have a huge impact. We've, one of the things that Rob and I have been able to identify in the last couple of months working through this initiative with franchisors and franchise owners is that 
one of the number one or two uh, highest priorities for getting back to the new normal, which is, which is our, uh, our, uh, our theme this week, is your customer base has to feel safe and they have to feel like they can, have, they can trust. And whether you be a restaurant or a daycare center or a dog grooming place, wherever you work or whatever, you're, whatever service you provide, the thing that's gonna bring the customers back into your establishment is trust and knowing it's going to be safe. And so your, your, uh, your business is a solution for everybody out there that wants to be able to prevent or present that to their client base. Exactly. Exactly. We, we don't, we're, we're not selling cleaning anymore, right? We're, we actually are in the business of peace of mind. We're in the business yeah. of safety now. And so we take it at, you know, at that level of seriousness um, when, when approaching a, a perspective or an existing customer. That's great. And the second part of that question is how has it affected your franchise growth and your recruiting? And, you know, I've talked to some franchisors that have put that part of their business on the back burner until things kind of get back to normal. I have some that are selling more franchises than ever. And it's just a focus uh, depending on your business model. Uh, how have you guys handled that? Um, I, I think it went similar um, as, the, as the client side of the business. There was definitely a, a pause when there was all the uncertainty um, over the last couple of months. And now we're, now we're seeing a huge, huge uptick in, in inquiries for both the master and unit level franchises. The, on the master side, right, obviously that's the larger regional territory, again, handling the, the, the marketing and the sales, the daytime aspects. We're seeing a lot of people who are, are seeing the opportunity in front of them, right? They're seeing the potential growth curve in commercial cleaning and going like, wow, wait a minute. This is, this is something that it's not going to get outsourced to, you know, you know, to China or India or wherever. This isn't something that's going to get replaced by Amazon. Oh, and by the way, um, the industry is about to boom. Um, and so, so, you know, it has all of the right ingredients to be a successful major, uh, you know, second career for, for um, professionals like that. And then we're also seeing that on the unit level, um, frankly, on both levels, right? How many people found out that they were not essential? God, what, a, what a, like, you got to love the government for using these words to make people feel terrible about themselves right. sometimes. But do you find right. you're not essential? You, you're not, what you do for a living to put, you know, food on your family's table isn't essential. essential. And so, you know, it, it made a lot of people uh, rethink their careers. They were, you know, people were laid off, people were furloughed, people were unable to work. Um, whereas commercial cleaning has been deemed an essential industry, clearly, right? I mean, you, know, you don't want to, you don't want to fire the people that are, you know, tasked with cleaning up the, cleaning up the mess while in the middle of the mess. Um, and so there's been a there's been a renewed interest in the in the unit franchise side as well, just because people are going, wait a minute. So I, it, rather than being a number that can get laid off or furloughed or whatever, right right at the first signs of distress for my you know my old company, I can own my own business. I can you know, and so nobody's going to lay me off anymore. I'm the you know I'm the last to go. I'm I'm the owner. And it's again, it's in an industry where during the 0809 recession, I think our worst year we as a system, we, we shrank around, it was just around like maybe 2%. Um, this year, we're going into COVID. Um, 
the, the, I, I've been asked this a few times. They said, you know, well, how is your business growing year over year? I go, well, if you look at just April, April compared to April 2019 looks like, you know, looks like night and day, right? It looks terrible. But if you look at my year to date, um, 2020 versus my year to date, 2019, I'm up 5%, right? I mean, this is, this is an industry that's growing um, and people are becoming, taking it more seriously rather than something that, that they dismiss. So it's an incredible time to get into commercial cleaning. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't, you, you summed it up right at the end there because you've now taken something that's re recession proof and added an element to it that becomes not only essential, but critical for other businesses in this economy to have, you know, to, to convey that level of trust with their clients, right? Because they can get that seal of approval from you guys that says, this is done right, it's done properly, here's how, here's why. And they need that, that kind of a company now to rely on. And now you have a, <laughs> not only essential, but an element of your business that with the sanitation side of things and disinfectant side of things, it makes, makes it critical no longer a nice to have, or yeah, that should really be done that way. It's a, you have to have this uh, in order to do business. So what an amazing time to be in your business. And so you did mention you had two tiers real quick and, and, and I know we're, we're approaching the end of the show, but you have two tiers. One is a master franchise that runs a certain territory with a group of franchisees. Is that true? And then you have individual franchisees that can run a a business in a certain a smaller territory, correct? So you have opportunities for both types of entrepreneurs. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's that's basically the idea of it. The, the master franchise opportunity is is definitely a, a, a higher investment level. Um, it's something where you know someone someone who who is interested in investing. I mean, the franchise fee is ninety eight thousand on something like that, and then you're looking at investing somewhere in the neighborhood of you know, 250 to 400 total. It, it is a, it is an empire builder type franchise. And rather than being built around say a brick and mortar location, it's much more of a hunter than farmer style franchise, right? So it's, you, you can grow as quickly as you can grow your sales staff where the unit opportunity, we actually just got ranked by entrepreneur as the number two uh, low cost uh, uh, franchise opportunity in, in, you know, according to their ranking system, number two. And, and what it means is, is someone who says, look, I'm looking to, I'm looking to make a few extra bucks, whether it be on the side and just kind of keep my day job, test the waters out, see if I can make some extra dough or for, or it's an opportunity for people who, you know, are wanting to make a full career change um, into that, into that unit level position. We have, um, we have literally thousands of, of people who've done that and done it successfully, but it allows you to get into the game of business ownership rather than spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. Now you're in the, you know, single digit thousands, um, which is a lot more reasonable, especially when you're, you know, taking that first, first big leap of trust into your own business after a, after a crazy time in the world. Well, as we, as we sum up the conversation, you know, we have a diverse audience of professionals and possibly uh, future franchisees of yours. Um, but is there any gold nugget, any tip that you could leave? And this would also be good for other franchise uh, brands, other, other leaders, other franchisees, uh, anyone that just in running and leading your franchise through this, uh, this time, what is the one thing you've noticed that you're glad that you did or any tip that you could share 
just getting through this time. It sounds like you guys are doing well, but I'm sure that you, that was on purpose in some cases with your leadership. Is there anything you could share? Yeah. So, yeah. So, so a couple of quick thoughts in terms of the franchise system. Um, you know, my, my, my one tip isn't really a tip at all. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's something we all belabor, but it's communicate, communicate, over communicate, communicate again. Um, we deliberately went out of our way and did weekly calls, um, with our master franchisees, giving them all the updates we knew about and whether it was just, Hey, let's all, you know, let's all spitball together on, you know, some ideas of what we're hearing from this part of the country or that part of the country. Um, communication was absolutely key in, in making sure we got through this, not only just getting through it, but, you know, getting through it successfully. Um, and then some, I, I, I literally just read this morning and I, I had to share it. I was reading uh, a book by John Maxwell and he said, and he was like, he said, look, dreaming's great. He goes, but you can't take dreams to the bank. <laughs> and I loved it because that's, you know, that's, that's something, that sounds like my dad, frankly. I mean, it sounds like somebody would say, um, but it was, you know, it's, it's have a dream of business ownership, have a dream of changing the world, have a dream of whatever it is you want to dream. But at the end of the day, it, it's, it's okay. What, now what's your plan to roll up your sleeves and get it done? And so I love that. And I don't care if you're in a, you know, you're owning your own business or you're an employee at a business. Okay, what is, what is your dream? Your dream is to be the you know vice president of whatever or the the owner of the such and such. Okay, let you know now the rubber has to meet the road. So, uh, you know, dreams dreams are great, but you can't take dreams to the bank. That's right. That's right. Well said. Words to the wise. Words well, to the wise. Any additional comments before we wrap things up? What are your thoughts? Well, um, I've always. I, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Adam. I, I well, thought he was talking to me. <laughs> yeah, I was, well, I was going to just say before you, you comment that I've always been impressed with your leadership, and we're going to be uh, focusing in on leadership during this, uh, during this time as well. So when you're talking to those franchisors and, and franchise owners that are leaders of their companies, any, any tidbits or advice for them before we, before we let you go? Um. So to franchise owners of their own companies, um, man, uh, trying to think of something that I was just, I literally just read it the other day. He said, and I've been, I'm a, I'm an avid reader. I'm, I'm a slow reader, like a painfully slow <laughs> reader, but I'm an avid reader uh, <laughs> and I'll get through, I'll get through a book, you know, once every six months or something like that. Um, but one, one thing, and, and so I'm going to, I'm going to steal his quote, um, was was uh, Mike Leach, the football coach. I've been dying for football to come back. And he said, he goes, you're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. And so I, I've kind of taken that that philosophy and applied that to my business. If you know, if, if something's not going the way you want it to go, um, it, it, you as the leader, you are the bottom. You know, the buck stops with you. Um, and so in you know in football, it's an easy explanation. You're either coaching it or you're allowing it to happen. So think about that. Um, I think about that in my business and it, is it running the way I want it to run or is it, or am I allowing for it to go in another direction and what do I need to do to, to change that? Yes. And a lot of, a lot of franchisors are catching on to the fact that coaching their franchise owners and franchise owners coaching their staff, that whole coaching mentality is catching on to become very, very popular and very, very uh, powerful strategy for, for business. Rob, how about yeah, you I before think you we have close? To be in, 
Well, I'm sorry, Adam. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think you just, yeah, yeah, you have to, it, it never, the education process never ends. And so you just have to be in constant touch with your franchisees and, and coaching them forward so that they can continue uh, interacting with, with the customers in the way that, you know, the brand should be represented. Well said. Well, with that, with that being said, I, I think I'm going to wrap us up on that note. I think it's a great note. I love John Maxwell, by the way. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and, you know, us entrepreneurs need a little of that balance, right? The, the dreaming side and the, the, the no-nonsense business side of things. And so it's one of the great things about franchising. Uh, so you have that combination uh, in the network uh, where you're weak, the network is strong. And that's what's great about uh, what we love about franchising. So with that said, again, Adam, thank you so much for being on the show. Adam Pavlitz from Anigo Cleaning, president and CEO. We really appreciate that. Um, I also want to thank our sponsors, uh, Franchise Bible Coach. Uh, again, the fr uh, Fight for Your Franchise Challenge. You can uh, learn more about that at FranchiseBibleCoach.com, as well as SEO Samba, which is the inventor of the Franchise Marketing Operating System. And you can visit their website at SEOSamba.com to learn more about that. We again appreciate you, Adam. Thanks again for joining us on Franchise Bible Coach Radio. Bye for now. Thank you, Adam. Bye-bye. My pleasure, guys. Take care.